The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Worship Him. Thank Him for the blood. Glory to your name. It was the blood that Jesus, He shed for me. It was way back on Calvary. It was the blood gives me strength. Oh, from
think about the blood tonight. It was way back on Calvary. He did it for you and me. Oh, the blood. It was the blood. Gives me strength from day. You have that strength tonight. worship him today we worship Jesus his blood will never lose its power it's his blood that washes us clean it's the blood of Jesus that carries us through a great storm is coming upon the world in the midst of that storm Can you hear the voice of Jesus? In the midst of that storm, there will be many voices crying out. But can you hear the voice of Jesus in the midst of that storm? Now, one will say, go to the Ozarks, it's safe there. Another will say, go to Tennessee, it's safe there. No. There's only one safe place. 
His name is Jesus, covered by his blood. You must be able to separate the voice of the world and the hysterics from the voice of Jesus. You must know the voice of Jesus. And there's only one way to know the voice of Jesus. And that's to follow him. To make a decision today that regardless of what happens in the physical world, you will follow Jesus Christ. I'm going to say more about that in a moment. But let's go to a story to introduce this topic in Matthew, the eighth chapter. Now, the same story is found in Luke and in Mark. Matthew, the eighth chapter, verse 23. Then he got into a boat, and his disciples followed him. The key to understanding the storm that rages is that we followed Jesus and the storm suddenly comes upon us. I hear prophets saying, asteroids are coming. The earth is going to be rained down upon with fire. Does that terrify your heart? I hear others saying, between now and January, February, total financial collapse, starvation, brokenness. This COVID-19 virus that is causing such division and dissension. I hear one person say, oh, it's just all a hoax. You don't need to wear a mask. I hear another person say, and they each have scientific people behind them. I hear another one say, as I did this morning, this is not just one virus. It's a man-engineered virus, and it has four or three different elements in it. And then I hear even a worse virus is coming, and people are going to be dying in the streets. A storm is coming upon America. No, a storm is now upon America. And my question to you, have you followed Jesus? Or have you followed your own thoughts and your own ideas and your own opinions? One man says, you know what, Pastor, I can't do anything about all of this stuff. I'm just going to do the best I can do. I'm going to live each day the best I can live it. That's all I can do. And he's very stoical. A stoical man will die as quickly as an emotional man. The question is not how you set your mind to face the trauma of our day. The question is, have you followed Jesus? Without warning, verse 24, this is Matthew eight twenty-four. Without warning, a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. 
The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Now this was not a big boat. It was rocking. They couldn't even get to Jesus very easily. He was in the the stern, that is, in the very back of the boat, where it's the widest. And he was sleeping on a cushion. He was exhausted from ministry. They woke him up. Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. And the men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Mark tells us that the men were terrified of Jesus. They were more terrified of Jesus than they were of the storm that was about ready to take their lives. It was a rough storm. These were fishermen. They'd spent their life on this body of water. They're amazed at Jesus. And Jesus says to them, You have little faith? Why are you so afraid? They had nothing to fear. I'll tell you why. Because they had followed Jesus into the storm. Now there's a storm upon the earth. We have come to the last days. We are in the final actions of earth's history. They're going to be happening very rapidly. One right after another. Some all mixed together. It's going to be a rough ride. We're promised that. We're told that it will be a time of trouble such as has never been before and never will be again. When we look at Luke, the 17th chapter, a Pharisee asked Jesus when the kingdom of God would come. Jesus replied, this is verse 20, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. When you follow Jesus, something changes inside of you. Jesus comes in and dwells in you. When you confess your sins, when you repent of your sin, that is, when by the power of the grace of Jesus, you leave your sin, And now you give yourself utterly unto Jesus. You no longer participate in the things of of the flesh or the devil or the world. Now, many of you, this is going to be difficult because you have claimed you follow Jesus, but you're still including much of the darkness of the world in your life. You don't like to suffer. I don't either. But anyone who follows Jesus for the coming months and perhaps years, we will suffer. We will be persecuted. We will not fit into the world system. We will not take the mark of the beast. We will not bow our knee to anyone except Jesus Christ. I'm very troubled by some of my brothers 
who say to me, oh, the organization of Black Lives Matter is a very important organization. It it ties into what many of us who are of color feel. We have felt the injustice. I want to warn you today. Don't tie your boat to Black Lives Matter, the political movement. It is Marxist. It doesn't care really about black lives or it would be doing something in our major cities to stop the murder. It doesn't do anything about the babies, the black babies that are being murdered day by day with abortion. Black Lives Matter, the political organization, does not care about black lives. They care about Marxism and communism. Now, this is why I said earlier Be careful what voice you begin to listen to. In the midst of the storm, don't listen to the racial voice. If you're black, don't listen to it. If you're white, don't listen to it. Let the racism be wiped out of your heart by Jesus. Racism is sin. It is wrong. From the very foundation of it, It is pride and arrogance, and it is sin before God. There will be no racism in heaven. In heaven, we are all the same color. We are red. We are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. So don't listen to the white supremacist. Don't listen to the Black Lives Matter political organization. Don't listen to the politicians. Listen to Jesus Christ. But you're going to have to be able to hear him. And he's saying the kingdom of God does not come as an outside organization. It comes as something that is changed inside of you. And as you are transformed into the likeness of Jesus, you are day by day washed and cleansed by his precious blood. Then he said to his disciples, The time is coming when you will no longer see one of the days of the Son of Man. You will long to see it, but you won't see it. Why? Because Jesus was going to go to heaven for a time. But as he is in heaven, we must still hear his voice. We hear it through the scriptures as we read and as we pray and as we meditate. We hear him moving in us because he dwells in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The time is coming when you will no longer see one of the days of the Son of Man. You will long to see that day, but you will not see it. Men will tell you, there he is or here he is. Do not go running off after them. For the Son of Man in his day will be like lightning which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. Some people say, Oh, God is in Argentina. Let's go to Argentina. No. Jesus is over here in in this town, or Jesus is over there in that state. Don't go. Jesus is omnipresent. 
He is with us. He dwells in each one of us. Now some of you have set your hope on a secret hidden rapture. I heard one man say, if you don't believe in the secret rapture, you have a problem because you don't believe the scriptures. Well, that's not true. That's not true. The scriptures teach very clearly, Jesus teaches very clearly, that when the Son of Man comes, his day will be like lightning that flashes and fills the whole sky with light from one end to the other. No one is going to mistake the coming of Jesus. Now, when is that coming? I don't know. Is it mid-tribulation? Is it post-trib? I don't know. The Bible is not clear about that. What the scriptures are clear about is that Jesus is coming again. Now, some people say there are three or four comings. I don't find that in the scripture. I find that there is a one-time coming, that it is not secret, it is not hidden, and it's going to light up the sky from one end to the other. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking, marrying and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. So Jesus is saying, look, I'm going to come back. And when I come back, it's going to be like it was in the days of Noah. People are going to be carrying on many of the normal actions of life. There will be a storm. It'll be a terrific storm, and I'll share more about that. But in the midst of that storm, in the middle of that, we must hear the voice of Jesus. And we must turn off the other voices that would shout at us and cause us to be terrified. People are going to be doing the same things they were doing in the day of Noah. The same things that they were doing in the days of Lot. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Now I can tell you, fire and sulfur are not going to rain down upon the earth and kill us all. Jesus is not going to let that happen to his people. He is going to tuck his people away in safe places. He loves us. Wrath was not meant for his people. But we are going to have a very difficult time. And we are going to be persecuted. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof of his house with his goods inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in 
the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. Jesus is saying that in the midst of this horrific storm, where it looks like everything is is lost, we're going to die. He's saying, in the midst of that storm, I'm going to come back. Don't go back and try to grab your things out of the house. Don't go back to try to preserve or save something. You can't take anything with you to heaven but your character. You take you. You are taken by Jesus. And everything will be supplied. Now this verse 34 and 35 are very curious, but I'll share them with you. I don't understand them, but I'll share them. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken, the other will be left. Where, Lord, they ask? He replied, where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. Now, if I read that correctly, I'm reading that the one who is taken is taken to death, and the one who is left is the one who will meet Jesus. There's another passage of Scripture I want to share with you. It's found also in the book of Luke, where Jesus begins to address these issues of the end-time situation. Luke 21 I'll begin with verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. And in biblical prophecy, the sea represents many peoples. In other words, all of the peoples of the nations of the world are going to be in an uproar. People are going to be terrified because they see the comets. They're reading the news. They're watching the television. Some say that they will be visible from quite a distance. The sun, the moon, and the stars are going to be shaken. Men will faint from tear, terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. So the scriptures are telling us very plainly that the heavens are going to be shaken, that the sun and the moon and the stars, the heavenly bodies, asteroids, at that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. My brother, my sister, Jesus is coming again. And we are safe by his blood, by following Jesus, by totally surrendering our heart and our life that Jesus could come and dwell in us. Verse 34. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation 
What is dissipation? Doing things to excess, even good things. Doing things that we enjoy doing that take our attention away from Jesus. Some of you have so filled your schedule with activities, and you have kept your children so busy going here and going there, even in the midst of the COVID-19. You always want to have something for the children to do. Stop! Your children need time to think about Jesus. They need time for mom or dad or both to sit down and just talk with them about what's happening in the world. They need to understand what an asteroid is. They need to understand the terror that's coming upon the earth. They need to understand that their hearts should not be weighed down with with the dance, with the videos, with the, the video games. People are utterly in dissipation, spending hours playing video games. Drunkenness and the anxieties of life. What are the anxieties of life? The responsibilities. How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my car? How am I going to do this? How am I going to... Relax. Stop. Get in the prayer closet. Hear from Jesus what he wants you to do. He will carry you through. It is the blood of Jesus Christ shed at Calvary that opens the windows and doors of heaven that we could enter in by faith and be seated with Christ on the heavenly throne. He's saying, be careful. This is Jesus. He's saying, be careful. Don't let your heart be weighed down with all of the entertainment of the day. Instead, focus on Jesus Christ. Listen to his spirit speak. Some of you have not heard Jesus speak, maybe ever. Why? Because you're too far away from him to hear. He speaks in a still, small voice. You've got to be close to Jesus if you're going to hear Jesus speak. It takes time. What if I were to tell you that there will be tremendous asteroids striking the earth soon? What if I could even give you a date? How would you spend your time? Would you go about business as usual? Suddenly the things of earth grow strangely dim. Suddenly we change our priorities. We see things differently. I heard one pastor say, right now is the time to spend time with Jesus and spend time with your family. He's right. You need to dedicate time to your family, to your children, to your wife, to your husband. Stop the rat race. Seek the face of God. He's locked us down for a reason. He's put us in time out in America, in the church, for a reason. 
I have great respect for those pastors who have said no. We are going to meet on Sunday or Saturday, whichever is your day of worship. We are going to meet as a congregation because the scriptures say, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves one with another. We need each other. Now, that doesn't mean we crowd in. We can have some distance and we can wear masks if that seems necessary. But we need to worship together. Enough is enough. We must get ready for Jesus to come. He's on his way. That day, the scriptures say, will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. That day is coming soon to you. Are you ready? And you know what the word ready means? To adjust. To fit something. To fit a garment. To buy a jacket and have the alterations done on it or to buy a pair of slacks and have the alterations done on it. Your life needs alteration. You must be prepared to be like Jesus. The day is going to come and it will close like a trap on your life if you have not been listening to the voice of Jesus and obeying and doing what he is telling you to do, some of you he is saying, move. You don't belong there anymore. Some of you he's saying, go find a church fellowship. You've been alone too long. Some of you he's saying, come apart and be with me. Read the scriptures and pray. I want to talk with you. Whatever the Spirit of God is saying to you, do it now. For this day is rapidly coming upon us. And it will close on us like a trap. And we will be caught. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. The Lord wants us to escape this terrible storm that is bearing down on the earth from outer space and from within. War, rumors of war, pestilence, famine. The latest is a a 50-mile-wide swath of ants flying, mating. We have every kind of insect and pestilence. We're in danger of one of the greatest famines we've known in any modern time. In Africa in other parts of the world. In America, people are going to die of starvation. The food shortages are going to be critical. And yes, you need to store up food. 
food that you would normally eat, you just buy more of it and stack it in your cupboard. Some of you are saying, but pastor, I don't even know how I can stay in my house. You need to hear from Jesus what you're to do and how you're to walk in this terrible storm that's coming. We must follow Jesus through the storm. We must meet one with another and pray for one another. We must love one another. We must reach out and have fellowship with one another. We're preparing for eternity. Now, in the midst of all of this, there's one last word of very clear warning Jesus wants to give us. This is Luke 21, verse 35. For it, that is the day of trouble, the day of tribulation, the day of crisis, the day of shaking of the sun and the moon and the stars and the the heavenly bodies, the, the asteroids. It will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. You must be righteous in reality, not imparted, or not imputed, imparted. True righteousness, change of heart, obedience to the commands of God, walking in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Can you stand today before the Son of Man and face the day of judgment? Or have you given yourself to the wickedness of this world? And I'm just hearing that right now someone is listening to this broadcast and you know you are walking in absolute rebellion and sin against Jesus. You know you're walking in sin before him. And you know that if you die today, you will go to hell. And I'm appealing to you. Repent. Confess your sin before God. And repent. Turn away from it. Every one of us must do very deep soul searching in this time of crisis and struggle as it sweeps in upon us and as our normal lives are no longer normal, as everything is upset. Everything is changed. We must come to terms that only the blood of Jesus can wash us clean. And I fear that some of you are very religious, like the Pharisees. But you don't hear the voice of Jesus. Remember, Revelation, the third chapter, he said, I stand knocking at the door. If you hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and I'll eat with you. Have you opened that door to Jesus? Have you paid the price? 
Have you left this world for Jesus? Or are you still caught in the dissipation and the drunkenness and the anxieties of this life? The trap is about to close on your life. And when it closes, if you're still walking in the way of darkness, there will be no hope for you. It will be over. So I come today asking you, is your heart on fire for Jesus? Are you filled with the Spirit of the living God? Are you still playing with darkness? Are you so far away from Jesus that you can't even hear his voice when he speaks? Or do you hear the voice of God? Do you hear the voice of Jesus? Have you been listening to other voices? Have those voices filled your heart with anxiety, fear, And on the other side, have you been listening to voices that have said, hey, guys, calm down. Let's get a cup of coffee. Let's relax. Everything's going to be okay. No, it's not. It is not going to be okay. We are not going back to normal. America is not going back to normal. Things are going to become more and more difficult and terrifying if we are not found hidden in Jesus Christ. And everything that detracts or takes away from Jesus, we must let go of. When you go to work, you work for Jesus. When you go to socialize with another family, you go as representatives of Jesus to talk about Jesus, to invite them to pray together with you. This is about getting ready to see the coming of the Son of Man as the sky lights up from east to west, north to south. Now is the time to get ready for that coming. It'll come on all who live on the face of the whole earth. The economic collapse is not going to be just in America. It's going to be worldwide. We're called to be on watch and to pray that we can escape these things that are coming upon the earth and that we can stand before the Son of Man when he comes and not be cast down in judgment. Let's pray. Father, I see this world filled with vile wickedness. I still see your people sitting for hours in front of the television or the internet. I see your people still reaching out for the pleasures of this world. I still see them reaching out for the style and the fashion of the darkness. 
Lord, it's come a time when the storm is beginning to blow and the time of the end is upon us. And it will close like a trap on those who are still walking in the arrogance before them, their love of money and pleasure and lust. Lord, is anyone going to have faith when you come back? Or will all be lost? Lord, you said it was a narrow road, not a broad path. You said it was a narrow road, a suffering road. Lord, this earth is not supposed to be a place of comfort for us. It is a place given to darkness. Lord, this place is to be a preparation time to join with you and stand before you in that great day. And Lord, I want to stand. I want to be able to stand before you in that great day. I don't want to be caught in the trap of loving the things of this world and the vile wickedness of this age. Lord, I renounce it in your name. I don't want to be caught in dissipation, giving myself into every kind of foolish hobby, giving myself into all kinds of darkness. Lord, I don't want it. I want you. I choose you, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior, and I choose to be washed in the blood shed on Calvary's tree. Lord, I plead today for your people. I plead, Lord, that you would bring forth revival in this dark and wicked hour. I pray, O oh Lord Jesus, would you come and reveal to us the true gospel of salvation, not this watered-down cotton-candy gospel that has no power to save a man from his sin. Lord, how can I say I'm saved and still walk in sin? If I'm saved, I'm saved from sin. Lord, I plead that you would give understanding today to your people, that you would call us out of all darkness and all foolishness, that you would comfort our frightened hearts, that our faith in you would rise up and say, my Jesus is coming. I've been washed in his blood. I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, let that be the proclamation of your people today. Lord Jesus, come quickly among us. See the desperate need of our hearts. Lord, there's just no way we're going to make this thing happen without your power coming. Lord, I can't bring revival, but I know you can. It is you who save men from their sins. It is you who heals and restores what has been stolen. Lord, I come today pleading your blood over Washington, D.C. 
Lord, I come pleading your blood over each person who says, I want to be with Jesus. I want to be able to stand before him in that great day. Lord, would you send forth your Holy Spirit now? And Lord, if there are, say, no, there are. You've said to me, there are. There are men and women listening to this broadcast who are still totally caught in their sin, in their fornication, in their lying, in their stealing, in their anger, in their bitterness, in their rage, in their racism. Lord, I plead today your blood over every person listening. I plead that every person will be washed clean by your blood right now. Lord, we confess all sin. We repent before you. And we ask for your mercy and your grace that we could walk by faith with you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. We're coming to the end of July. I want to thank those of you who have given on the web, on PayPal. And thank you for those of you who have given by check and mail. We're still far short. We need your help. So write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. The miraculous miracle of God that these three months of COVID, we've not had to do an offertory. I've asked you, the Holy Spirit has moved in your heart and you've responded. I can't thank you enough. So write to me, the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Whitbridge, Virginia, 22195. Now, you also can go online to nationalprayerchapel.com. Please subscribe to our YouTube video. And you're also welcome to download and post links on social media, on Facebook, Twitter. It also helps us if you click like, because that encourages Google to post us in more places. So please, enjoy all of the videos and YouTubes that are on that channel, nationalprayerchapel.com. Today, I just feel so strongly. The storm is upon us. We must hear the voice of Jesus. 
in the midst of the storm. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you.